on this episode of the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iron Layman, presented by Riverwind Casino. We've got over an hour with the head football coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, Brent Venables. And that's it. Please download and subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, and write us a good review. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Just search Oklahoma Breakdown on any of those, and you'll find us. All right, our man Michael Hosty will kick this thing off. It's time for the Oklahoma Breakdown. It's a beautiful Wednesday, February 28th, and you're listening to the Oklahoma Breakdown with Hiker and Layman, presented by Riverwind Casino. Riverwind is Oklahoma City's premier casino experience, and there's so many reasons why Riverwind is consistently voted OKC's number one casino, but it all starts with their amazing variety of gaming thrills and excitement. Riverwind's beautiful, award-winning environment plays host to more than 2,800 of the latest electronic games with a huge selection of table games, including Blackjack. Blackjack match, roulette, and Teddy's favorite, craps. No matter what your game, Riverwind has it in spades and hearts. And to learn more about their gaming promotions and entertainment options in the month of March, it's almost March, Ted. All you got to do is visit Riverwind.com. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Now recording this Wednesday morning, please leave us a five-star review and a nice comment. Also, if your business would like to advertise on the podcast, Please email us at the Oklahoma Breakdown at gmail.com. Dad, it's our 400th episode, man. Whoa. Amazing. Amazing. It's been great. Shocking. 400, though. That's a lot. It, it feels like a lot, but oh, we can't waste any time, man. There was only one person to go after to be the guest on the 400th episode, and we got him. Brent Venables, ladies and gentlemen. Buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. Hope you enjoy it. It is our pleasure to be joined by the head football coach of the Oklahoma Sooners. Brent Venables is in the house. Coach, it's our 400th episode. We couldn't have anyone else on as a guest, baby. Let's go. 400. Let's go, man. Congratulations to y'all. That's, that's big time. Been fun. It's been a grind. Like I know you guys uh, are getting the work in, and there's been a lot of you got a lot of continuity carrying forward, but there's also been a lot of change. Uh, new mm-hmm. defensive coordinator Zach Alley may be the the biggest one. Uh, we haven't heard a whole lot uh, from you about him. I know you guys have a nice history. Like, w- what led to you bringing him in? Just a lot of things. Um... You know, we've improved. We've made the incremental improvement the first couple of years and just moving forward for what's best for us, you know, in the future going to the SEC and what's best for our players. Um, I thought having an opportunity to bring in, uh, you know, a Zach that's incredibly familiar with not only our staff, um, but uh, certainly our schemes and 
um, what would be best for the players. I felt that, you know, moving forward, this is, this is kind of what we needed. What, what does adding Zach Alley do for you, right? This is a big discussion. Like, will you be less involved on the defensive side of the ball? Will that open you up to you know, doing a little more on special teams? Like what, how does adding coach Alley to the staff, someone that you trust to run that system, how, how does that change how you're approaching what your involvement's going to be with the defense? Yeah. I mean, listen, again, I, I was hired because of my success uh, over a long period of time on defense. And so, you know, my first year was a lot more hands off and uh, we weren't very good at anything. Uh, we weren't efficient. You know, we, I weren't good at stopping people. Uh, you know, I said yes uh, way too much um, when it came to everything other than football. And and I knew I needed to help us get better on defense. And that was my, my charge. I said, you know, a year ago at this time, if we get a little bit better on defense, you know, we'll have a chance to, to win 10 games and compete for a conference championship. And, um, you know, we made incredible improvement uh, you know, in the areas that we emphasize, you know, we, we became one of the most efficient football teams and in, in football teams. I mean, I'm talking about offense and defense and how we did what we did. Uh, we improved over 20. We were top five offense a year ago uh, after the 22 season. Uh, but we, we felt like we needed to get better in so many areas. We, we improved in 14 categories. We, we made, uh, at least 20 plus spots improvement in 14 different categories on offense on a really good offense. And we went 96% better on fourth down or 96 spots better on fourth down. We went from 108th to 12th in the country in completion percentage. We, we said, we're not making an, as many layups as we needed to. We go from 61st in the country to ninth in the country. We improved 55 spots. We, you know, we, we wanted more points per possession. We had too many three and outs, you know, after the 22 season. We were incredibly explosive on other drives, but we needed to have better game control. And we go from 50th in the country uh, and improve 45 spots, and we become the, uh, you know, top five in the country in points per possession. You know, we were pretty good at protecting the quarterback, uh, not taking the lost yardage plays in 22, but we were we were still ranked 82nd in the country, and we moved 45 spots to 37th in the country. I can go on and on. Tackles for loss, we went from 78th in the country, and we improved 44 spots uh, uh, in that category. We went third down. We were solid. We were 39th in the country, and we moved 42 spots to top, top seven in the country. So we did the same uh, even more, and I got – you know, there's, like I said, 14 categories. We improved 20 plus spots on offense and on defense. We improved 16 plus spots, at least 30 um, uh, places. So we we got better. We go from 115th in the country and rushing touchdowns allowed. We moved 83 spots better to, uh, you know, top 30 in the country. We improved in red zone touchdown rate in 80 spots. Uh, on defense, go from that was the biggest the one. Country. I felt like the red zone. So it got a lot better so in the red zone, you know. And uh, again, we go from 104th to 24th in the country. There, third down defense couldn't stop anybody. We go from, 
uh, 88th in the country to top 15 in the country. Uh, total touchdowns allowed, we go from 100th in the country to 38th in the country. You know, completion percentage, we're giving up 62%. We, we had a top 20 uh, completion percentage defense, even though, again, in this, listen, I'm not pounding our chests. We got to get better in every area. It, we're nowhere close to where we want to be, but you know, we move 70 spots better on completion percentage. And um, rushing defense, we go from 106 to 44. You know, we, you know, improve 62 spots. Uh, again, points per possession, because we still, even though we had much better ball control and much better uh, game control as a as a as a, a football team, we got off the field in a more efficient way on defense, and we um, played more complementary football on how we did what we did on offense. Uh, but points per possession, we went from 77th in the country to 30th in the country, and uh, that's a that's a that's a real thing. Scoring defense again, we go from 99th in the country to top 50, and uh, got a long ways to go. You know, still giving up too many easy ones. Uh, when when we shouldn't and uh, again total defense from 122nd we moved 43 spots better and uh, told you know turnovers one of the most oppor opportunistic defenses in the country again go from 37th in the country to seventh in the country and uh, you know just made a lot of improvements yards per play we still got a lot of work to do there um, but we improved 28 spots you know we we you want to be a top team in college football you know you need to be in that four to four and a half yard range uh, yards per play and right now you know we're in that just under five and a half yards so we gotta we gotta make uh improvement there you know as well and everywhere but you know I need to be involved with the defense that's what I like to do is what I love to do and uh but I'm I'm involved in every part of the team and um we weren't very good when you look at you you, you look at uh the sheer rankings on our special teams but you gotta make a few more kicks you can't turn the ball over uh <laughs> and we 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 started out the year where we we weren't punting the ball uh efficiently but we ended the year with uh you know luke elzinga you know the back half of the season and and that's more what we want to be from a consistency standpoint and and luke was outstanding uh but your your rankings are going to go to hell quick if you're uh if you're not making you know, chip shot field goals. And, uh, you know, we had, you know, two turnovers on kickoff return. So I don't care what you do the rest of the season. You got two turnovers on kickoff return. We turned uh, after a big kickoff return against Tulsa. Uh, we we fumbled the ball past midfield and give them the ball. And then uh, at Kansas, uh, they sky kicked it on us. And we we fumbled and we held them there. But just like in the Tulsa game, we, we fumbled and we got an interception on that drive. And the uh, kickoff return against uh Kansas we we they missed the field goal but uh your your rankings are going to go to hell quick uh in those areas and our kickoff team was top five in the country um you know but our punt return uh you know you we had two turnovers there and can happen we ran into uh the kicker with our own guy got shoved into him and fumbled and uh, I believe that was against West Virginia and um we held him there and uh, against TCU, we gave them an, an easy one. We we got to do a better job of some of our decision making, and we're they'll be wide open, you know, going into the spring and into the summer and into fall camp. We've got a lot of weapons there. Uh, at times Gavin was outstanding, uh, but you know we got to possess the football. 
point blank. But it's kickoff return. We don't ever – we fair catch every one of them next year. We don't turn the ball over. You know, we'll have a chance to be top 30 in the country. Same thing on on punt return. We just fair catch it and let the damn ball bounce. You know, but we got to be better. And got to take care of the football. Can't turn the ball over on either one of those units. And, uh, and again, I feel like we're going to – with the additions that we have, I think Zach's going to be better. And uh, we got to be better there. Uh, but Liam, Liam Evans and Tyler Keltner are, are both guys that we feel are going to make us better. They're here this spring. And, and, um, and again, uh, you know, punting, you know, whether Luke, uh, again, we'll have an open competition there. But, but Luke really showed uh, the type of uh, stability that we need uh, at that position as well. And if, if we do those things that I'm talking about, not even talking about uh, bringing in, you know, Doug Deacon and the things that we're really excited about what he's going to bring to the table from a coaching and a scheme, you know, he'd be our special teams coordinator and uh, coming in from San Diego state where again, he, he's top uh, 10 in the country, three straight years. And, uh, and, and, you know, where we were last year, again, I felt like Jay Nunez was, was outstanding and how we coached our, our fundamentals, our drill work, our schemes, our, excuse me, game day uh, decisions. And, uh, but we got to make chip shot field goals. Can't turn the ball over on our, on our return units. And, um, and we got to be, you know, consistent, you know, punting the ball. And again, like I said, the back half of the season, we really were, were pretty dang good there. So my expectation is we continue to become more efficient in every part of our, our football uh, program. And, uh, you know, Zach's going to give us an opportunity to, you know, how he thinks is, is very similar to me. He anticipates like a good uh, play caller will, like a good quarterback will, uh, you know, there's an anticipation uh, that, uh, that you have. And he, he, he thinks things uh, through, you know, two and three games ahead of time or, uh, looking at new, new guys on the roster uh, that way as well. And then certainly on game day, um, you know, we just have, you know, you have almost a decade together. That's a lot of time. And um, so he knows what my expectations are. And uh, I'm really excited. Um, you know, really thankful again, thought that Ted did a, a great job of being a great teammate. And, and uh, we all were a part of the improvement that we made and, and, uh, uh, but it was just time to get a, uh, you know, a, a young, uh, fresh face with with new ideas and uh, that maybe philosophically really aligned with what we want to do and transitioning going into the SEC. Thought this was, you know, just instinctively thought this was the right time, uh, you know, for those things. Now, the whole level of the team you brought up, you know, you're not there, as you said, but uh, from year one to year two, massive improvement as you laid out there what's the next step defensively speaking to getting to that elite level? And I know you want to get better at everything, but there's got to be a couple of, of areas, whether it's, you know, a four man rush or, you know, some of the coverage things, like what are some of the, the detail things that you yeah. you've got to take that next step to become elite? It's, it's kind of like, you know, there's lots of different stats that you can, you can, you can play to whatever narrative you want. You know, you really can. And, and people do, and that's, that's fine. Now, I try to, I try to find out what's, what's real. And uh, for example, again, we had one of the best quarterback pressure ratings in all of college football and made it come out quick. It, That's the thing 20, no talks about, you know, Ball's in the country. So, quick. yeah. So quarterback knockdowns, the completion percentage went way down from where we were a year ago. The quarterback ratings were, were top 25 in the country. I'm sorry, top 20 in the country and quarterback rating 
Um, you can look at past defense and all of a sudden you're, you're not where you want to be. But, but if you look at, again, uh, you know, efficiency rating, um, PBUs, uh, you know, we were dang good. And, and, and again, uh, we want more sacks, but again, schematically people weren't going to give us those opportunities. And so you can say, well, we couldn't get to the quarterback. Uh, in some ways that's true, but again, our pressure rating, um, our quarterback hits, uh, our completion percentage uh, all went down. But for, I think if you said one thing that we got to be better for me, it's, you know, just plays of 20 yards or more, both in the run and the pass. And we clean that up and we're, you're going to immediately become a, a top 25, top 20, top 15 defense. And no no reason for us not to expect, you know, as we continue to grow and develop and uh, get better, you know, to, you know, what a, a, a top 10 unit looks like year in and year out. And, uh, but we got to, we got to do a better job. I think, you know, we get a little bit um, uh, nonchalant at, at the most uh, critical times and the explosive plays are ones that, you know, we have three or four where we just, you know, smash them three or four straight drives in a row. We get into a right, really good rhythm and then give up a, a sprint draw for 50, you know. And as we know, you get one or two guys out of position, that's all it takes. You know, guys not doing their job or getting a little too far up the field or putting their eyes in the wrong place or not communicating or anticipating the motion. And they get into a two-man stack or man-to-man and one guy's open. You know, we're not on the same page. And so that's – as you develop, you know, discipline foundationally, man, we got to become a more disciplined team. You know, we got to clean up our pre-snap penalties. Uh, we're not good, you know, a year ago. And um, and some of the guys making them, you know, we got to be a lot better. And um, uh, you should never have receivers uh, with procedural issues, uh, you know, pre-snap. So we got we to clean some of those things up as well. And then, again, continue to make, you know, uh, improvement in, in – you know, in four-minute offense, uh, two-minute offense, uh, four-minute defense, and, you know, two-minute defense. Uh, you know, all areas where you know, we made tremendous improvement in our middle eight, and uh, our third quarter was 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 pretty solid. Uh, but in those, you know, a couple of the critical games, and again, you, you look at, again, you know, our three losses, you know, we had, uh, that's where we had, you know, all of our, you know, had 12 turnovers there. I think we had uh, 16 turnovers on the season and 12 of them happened in our three losses. Uh, probably not real surprising. And that's, you know, where the penalty showed up uh, as well. And uh, I think the bowl game, a little bit of an aberration with a bunch of new guys up front and some of those penalties, and that's going to be expected. And, uh, you know, so uh, it, it all counts and it all matters, but you do have a, you know, perspective on, on uh, all the right things, but, Offensively, I'm really pleased with uh, – I thought we had a dominant year. Uh, Got to be better, again, situationally in a couple of those games, and that's the name of the game. And, uh, again, uh, you're, you're looking at, you know, one of the, the, the two games during the course of the season. If, uh, you know, you, you get off the field on fourth, fourth and six or you convert uh, one of your, your, your third downs or your fourth downs, you know, you, you're, you're playing in the Big 12 championship. We lost a tiebreaker, a coin flip essentially – uh, you know, and we, uh, the, the two teams that played in the Big 12 championship earned the right to be there. That's how I looked at it, and and, and we didn't. And uh, but my perspective is is that uh, there's disappointment in not uh, getting to the Big 12 championship and have a chance to play for a playoff spot. Uh, but I also recognize, um, you know, uh, the small little things on any given play 
uh, you know, that's how you, you know, that's how you get there. That's how, what keeps you out. So it always comes down to the basics. It's not the big things. It's always the little things. And so we won't lose our vision uh, that way. And, and if we're going to, again, make another jump and, uh, you know, take the next step as a program transitionally, uh, both on the field and off the field, it'll be about the basics, Teddy, uh, Gabe. It's, it's not going to be about the big things, but it's a lot of little things and you put it all together. Um, it can make a, you know, a really, really big, big difference. We'll get you back to the interview, but first love's travel stops is now offering a nationwide 10 cent per gallon discount on gas and auto diesel. Just download the loves connect app and scan your barcode at the prompt on screen and watch that price drop 10 cents per gallon. Across the country, the Loves Connect app unlocks exclusive deals can help any traveler plan their route or meal on the highway. So before you hit the road, be sure to download the Loves Connect app to save 10 cents per gallon and experience the country's best highway hospitality at Loves Travel Stops. Loves also has you covered if you forget your phone charger or headphones with their expanded mobile to-go zone. And of course, don't forget to grab yourself some of that delicious Java Hamori. And celebrate with a Schooner All-American Ale, the official craft beer of OU Athletics from Coop Ale Works. Named after the iconic Sooner Scooter that races across Owen Field after an OU score, you can join in on the celebration with an ice-cold beer from Coop Ale Works. You can enjoy it at the Palace on the Prairie, at OU Athletic Events, at the bar, at the tailgate, and in the comfort of your own home. For more information on Schooner All-American Ale, visit schoonerale.com. Must be 21 to purchase. Please drink responsibly. Schooner All-American Ale. The taste of game day. And we love Simple Modern. Simple Modern is an Oklahoma-owned company whose mission is to exist to give generously. And they do. They've given away more than $6 million in the last eight years, and they give away at least 10% of profits each year. We love supporting a company that's working to make a difference in Oklahoma and beyond. And their products are awesome. They are the perfect swag for any small business owner. You can customize tumblers, water bottles, and coffee mugs to give to current or potential customers. Check it all out at simplemodern.com today. All right, back to the interview. Jackson Arnold is going to be a guy that everyone's going to be talking about leading up to the season, and rightfully so. He's the quarterback. But, Coach, you know me. Nothing makes a QB's life easier than having a really good offensive line yeah. in front of him. And you guys lost a ton off the offensive line. Now Sexton and Everett, they'd started some games for you last season, but, and, and I know that you, you still have spring practice. You still got training camp. There's a long way to go before you guys kick this thing off in the fall. But right now, how are you feeling about that offensive line group as a whole? Yeah. Well, I mean, we haven't done anything together as a unit, you know, really. So, yeah, I think it would be disingenuous for me to say, hey, next man up and everything's going to be great. Every year you got to start over and we don't have the returning um, uh, cohesion and the chemistry uh, that when you have a bunch of guys with experience that have been together, um, that's that's a real thing. And so but you have time to develop that. And so we've been doing that off the field. You've been doing it. you know, in your mat drills and in your, your weight workouts and trying to develop trust and relationships that, that, you know, the, the byproduct is, uh, again, uh, really good cohesion and uh, chemistry and, uh, you know, where everybody um, has each other's back and everybody's on the same page. And 
So we brought in four transfers and we got five high school kids that uh, four of which are on campus now. And so eight of those nine are on campus uh, with Eddie Pierre Louis, the only uh, remaining guy uh, that that's not here yet. And we'll always keep our you know options open for uh, the spring transfer portal. If we feel like there's somebody that makes us better and uh, that's better than what we have, or, you know, maybe that gives us maybe, you know, an addition can, we move guys around and, and get the best combination of guys based on what we see over the course of the spring. So I'm really excited about the group of guys with the group of guys that's coming in. We do have tremendous experience, you know, with those, those four uh, transfers and Spencer and Fabecci, uh, Michael Tarquin and uh, Garen uh, Hatcher. So, uh, you know, really excited about that group of guys. Uh, they do, again, they've, I've got a depth of starting experience uh, at a at power five level. And um, maybe our most impressive guy so far has been Fabecci um, in all of our mat drills. He's uh, incredibly explosive. We've got a great story, great competitor. And I love one of the things I love about this time of the year is you really get to develop, develop the competitive spirit of your team. Certainly you're developing and helping guys grow from a leadership standpoint, creating the buy-in and, and that next group of leaders is is developed now. This is that time. Everything that you lean on and, you know, the fourth quarter in September and October, November, that fourth quarter is developed right now. The mindset, the attitude, the belief, uh, the trust, uh, the physical toughness uh, that you got to have, you know, that's where championships are won in that fourth quarter. And you develop all that right now. And so what I love about, again, our setup again for uh, our third straight um, you know, off season is, uh, it feels like we've been here five or six years, but this is just our going on our third, uh, spring. Uh, so we've got two spring balls under our belt and going on after our third, but, uh, you know, everything that you do in the fall is all developed right now. And, uh, we've got seven and a half weeks of training going into spring break or, or spring ball rather, uh, you know, 12 days away and, uh, really excited about the, the depth of what we've been able to de develop, you know, 36 um, scholarship guys, uh, you know, is what we, we have here, you know, for the, for our, our team with, you know, this next group of guys coming in. Plus, you know, we, I, I really like the group of, uh, you know, uh, walk-ons that we were able to, to, to bring in, you know, here uh, during the course of the spring, you know, as well. Uh, you know, Casey Thompson, you know, Jake Roberts, Jocelyn, you know, Malaska, Liam Evans, Tyler uh, Keltner, uh, Jacob Jordan. That's a really good group of guys, you know, coming in here uh, for spring ball um, that we feel like every single one of them are going to play pivotal roles for us and um, uh, have an opportunity to uh, the scholarship worthy kind of guys. And uh, so that that gives us an opportunity to have some, you know, real tremendous depth. And then. Um, again, the, you know, offensive line is, uh, you know, it takes everybody, you know, again, the quarterback, uh, you know, getting the ball out on time and operating things. And, you know, when you're in your RPO world and, uh, you know, some of your either ors, uh, you know, making good decisions that way and again, protecting the ball, everybody looks good up front, but we got a lot of work to do. No doubt about it. I feel great about the guys that we're able to bring in and, that fit us and that meet the needs. And, and I also believe in the, our returning players, you know, we've got a, a, a great group of, you know, young guys, returning guys that, that 
um, have proven that they can, you know, play at a high level. And again, we're going to have to have some guys make again, tremendous improvement, but this is a developmental game. This is, you know, what you do, the, you know, the law of the bamboo and uh, you know, for, for a long time, you know, you, you plan it and then it, it remains dormant. And then all of a sudden in, you know, six weeks, it grows 90 feet. And that's, you know, that's a reminder about faith and perseverance and belief and overcoming, you know, it's not about what you become, it's what you overcome. And and we've got guys, you know, uh, working hard, diligently and uh, relentlessly, passionately with our strength and conditioning staff and the players that are here. I couldn't be more excited about what my eyes have shown me uh, again through uh, six and a half weeks of, of training and, and what we got going, you know, going into uh, spring ball. And then certainly what's what's coming even in the in the summertime, you know, with at least seven additional scholarship players and the things that the, these guys are going to bring to the table. Well, you mentioned a lot of the the newcomer guys, some of the the earlier enrollees and some of the transfer guys, but I maybe some of the guys that you think could be like real game changers. I know Dion Burks is an incredible athlete and he's going into what's already a super talented wide receiver room, but you know, he looks like he could be a guy that that is a big contributor. Maybe Bauer Sharp could turn into a weapon at tight end. He, along with Jake Roberts, uh, and I know you hit on the offensive line, uh, but how about some of the guys defensively? Just maybe some guys you think are going to be cha- uh, game changers out of that portal group. Well, again, and you you hit on some guys that I think are are going to be critical to help make us better. Where maybe you know, depth at tight end and some of the things that maybe we want to do that, the health of our tight end group. Mandy, we've just been snake bit there, but uh, the additions both, again, Bauer and uh, Jake can't be undersold of what we, you know, feel like that they can bring to the table to to the rest of the guys that are that are coming back. And and you you hit it on the head. Dion Burks is a special dude. Uh, we lost a special player, Drake, and uh, there's no replacing him. Um, you want to you know, collectively replace the productivity, obviously, but man, what a, what a gamer, as we all know, uh, Drake was and the leadership, you know, and he made everybody around him better. Those are qualities that are absolutely invaluable in any football team, any locker room, uh, you would be a championship uh, program. You've got to have some of those pillars in your locker room. And every year you can't just count on having that, you know, you just can't, you developed it, you nurture it, but some guys got it. And some guys don't. And uh, there wasn't a better uh, teammate than than Drake Stoops. And he epitomized what you want all your guys to be about. And we, I really do feel like we've got a depth of those types of guys. I really do. Uh, but, um, and you're right, our, our wide receiver group couldn't be more uh, excited about what they uh, can be uh, this year's version of, of that group and to take a, another step. And well, we got to continue to make improvement there. But uh, really feel like Dion, uh, his playmaking ability, he's wide open. <laughs> Everything he does, he's wide open, incredibly competitive, uh, loves to compete. He's going to give you everything he's got, and it don't matter what it is. And uh, and I'll say that about all the, the 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 transfers that, you know, we've brought in. And I'm, I'm, I'm like this, you know, there's, there's a conjecture that's out there about maybe guys that we, we did recruit when we actually never recruited them. Oh yeah, they went after him, but he went somewhere else. Now uh, there, there's a couple, but but not many. We didn't recruit any safeties. We didn't need safeties, you know. Didn't didn't try. Didn't set up visits. Uh, but you know, we took guys we felt like 
um, we could get somebody that made us better, you know, day one. The, they feel a need. Um, then maybe, again, a, a re receiving group, uh, really good that's coming back. But, man, this is a guy that um, within that group we feel like can make us better. A game show. He can play outside, can play inside. Uh, outstanding return man. And uh, he's a special guy. Des Malone, uh, a big corner from San Diego State. we got to get better at corner. And we got some really good young corners on our roster uh, going into last year. My number one fear was uh, the lack of experience there. And at times, you know, we between injury and and uh, lack of experience, that was we were a little uneven at that position. Uh, not anywhere uh, close to a championship level. Because if you're at a championship level, if you're something, you're consistent. And we weren't consistent. And um, and again, some of that certainly was uh, to to no one's fault. But when you when you're inexperienced and then you're in and out of the lineup or you're in and out of practice because we can't stay healthy as a group, uh, that's a problem. And uh, Woody uh, was was really strong and uh, consistent and brings us great leadership there and wisdom. And uh, Woody actually could do a lot. He could play multiple positions. And we'll look at some of that as well as this is another year for, man, you know, I couldn't be, I'm fired up. Uh, you know, Gentry Williams won't, won't participate in the spring. He had a, a labrum surgery. I uh, just couldn't get that, keep that thing healthy during the season. And uh, so he won't, unfortunately, be be participating in spring ball. But uh, but guys like Jacoby Johnson and Makari Vickers and Josiah Wagner and uh, a host of others, um, young guys that we really feel um, we have a chance, you know, to make big steps, you know, at times. And again, same thing, Kanaya was out in and out of the lineup for us last year as well. Uh, and uh, but we need him to be um, take that next step. And really, he's had an outstanding and his best out of season that he's had. And if we get the best version of him, then he he, he played did some great things in the bowl game. And uh, you know, really excited about him. And then Des Malone has been here, and he's big, he's long, he's mature, great teammate, really smart. Uh, he's gonna fit in really really well. And then. Uh, uh, Jocelyn Malaska, you know, all of his testing numbers, he was number one uh, in a really um, talented group. He was he was number one in the short shuttle and the 40, and I think the vertical. Uh, I think Jacoby was right there with him, and, and we had several guys that were really good. But Jocelyn, I mean, he's he's almost 6'3". He's 200 pounds, and, you know, he's a 4'4 guy that – can change direction. A lot of times you look, you worry about those long guys. They can't change direction. And he, uh, he could do that. He just doesn't have a lot of experience, but he's got a lot in front of him and uh, really liked uh, the look in his eye and the things that he's done from a competitive standpoint. And uh, you know, the other guy on offense, Sam Franklin uh, really love what uh, you know, he's again, same thing, the humility, the work ethic, the toughness uh, you know, his, speed and agility and explosiveness he's he's fit in really well and that's going to bring out the best sometimes you bring in some of these guys too immediately you know what i want to see is everybody around them that's competing with them get better and uh step the game up and that's the expectation for everybody it is for the coaches and it certainly is you know for all the players and uh we we work hard at trying to make sure that guys uh, i don't care what your depth of experience is coming back that nobody's comfortable and um you don't get better in in you know, when things are easy and things are comfortable and if we're going to build something to last, man, it's never going to come easy. And, uh, and that's where I'm, you know, we don't have a, you know, guys like Danny and guys like Billy, you ought to see them pulling for their teammates in everything. 
you know, for it's one thing to show up one or two days of the week and you have that juice and that energy and uh, excitement for your teammates. But how about every day? You know, how about every day when it, and when, when your motors are pure, it's coming from the right place. I mean, that's going to show up and resonate every day. And that's what I look for in recruiting uh, players, whether they're from the portal um, or out of high school, guys that have the motors are pure and uh, as opposed to having this agenda. And there ain't nothing wrong with big dreams and goals and aspirations. I'm not downplaying that, but I, I want guys that, that understand the value of hard work and uh, earning what you get and uh, the development piece that I'm not anywhere close, coach. I'm going to come in there with a humble attitude. I'm being there competitive. I'm not going to take a backseat to nobody. Uh, when it's time for me to uh, compete for my opportunity, you're going to get everything I got. And uh, But there's no expectations uh, other than, man, I just want an opportunity. And I'm thankful and grateful to be a part of such an amazing university like the University of Oklahoma and the excellence that it's represented. I'm looking for guys that that have those types of motives, you know, and choosing to come to Oklahoma. And if they're not about that, if they're if they're a, a great player at times, but man, they they're really really high maintenance, really high maintenance. And again, I've got I'm not looking for choir boys. I've, I've got a little bit of tolerance uh, to a certain degree, but I've also got a, a locker room that's counting on me to make good decisions in our staff, the people I bring into, uh, you know, uh, you know, this world uh, for the players to mentor and to lead and teach and guide and correct uh, challenge. And certainly the teammates, the same thing, you know, that they're counting on me to, to do exactly what I say I'm going to do and protect our culture that we've built. And, uh, you know, it takes years and years and years to build a, a great culture that has sustainability and longevity. And it takes, days, weeks, a month, you know, to chop it down. And, uh, and and to me, it all goes back to people, finding great people that have a belief and value system to, to what you do. And, and everybody, you know, everybody pulling that rope and nobody letting go. And uh, when you're highly invested, you ain't letting go. And through the first two and a half years, you know, we've had to figure that out. And uh, we had tremendous turnover, you know, from 50% of our roster uh, after the 21 season, uh, going into the 22 season, we lost almost 50% of our scholarship roster. And uh, and close to that after the 22 season, after we played Florida State a year ago in January, uh, just whatever that is, that's 13 months ago. And we had 97 players that were either in their first or their second year at Oklahoma, 63 brand new players a year ago in January. And, um, you know, we're – turning over right about 35% of our roster this year. So much better. And then I expect the 25 class to be our smallest class. And, uh, and that's more like it, you know, and even though that as the portal stands now, there's the, the fluidity of college football rosters, that's a real thing. And uh, again, trying to develop an environment and a culture where, man, it's going to be hard to leave. And, uh, you know, I want guys to feel like they're connected and, uh, you know, it may not happen for me in year one or year two, but man, if I just stick, stick with it, have some stick to itness, man, everything, all of my dreams, all of my goals, all of my aspirations, man, I'm going to hit that target. You know, that's graduation. That's my manhood. That's my development as a player to being in a championship environment, uh, in a, in a, in a locker room that's going to bring out the best in me and, uh, and guys that, man, they feel like they're going to be attached to something for the next 35, 40 years. That means something to them, man, and where they can bring their families back to. And that's, that's what we've um, worked hard at trying to create and being, uh, you know, as we transition going to the SEC, 
uh, one of the most forgiving leagues in the planet. Man, I really love where we're at right now. And that's going to be a great, great challenge, but there, we can't continue to grow and develop and change as a program without that challenge. And that's what the, you know, uh, the league's going to present us. I think we got six of the top 15 ranked teams in the country uh, on our schedule. And, um, uh, but, you know, you know, there's, I'm not willing to concede any, any one of them, you know, and I know we've got some tough venues to, to play on the road, incredibly tough, whether it's, uh, you know, you're going to Oxford or you're going to uh, Columbia or you're going to, you know, Baton Rouge, uh, certain Auburn, Alabama, and uh, the, the, all of those places with really good football teams, some of their best teams that they've had in, in some time will be a great challenge or the teams that are coming in here, Tennessee, uh, South Carolina and in uh, Alabama, but uh, our players, I can promise you, they're not willing to concede any 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 of those games. And um, uh, but you know we're we're doing what we can right now to develop and improve and get better and to connect uh, with one another and, and again develop uh, again our our leadership and our chemistry and attack all of our weaknesses that we know uh, are are out there based on you know uh, where we were a year ago you know at this time. If you're going to have a successful first season in the SEC, you're going to have to get good play from the quarterback. Jackson Arnold got, I, I thought the experience he got in the bowl game was great, especially working with Joe John and working with Seth to develop that plan for that game. It's completely different, though, when you become the guy, right? When you are the quarterback at Oklahoma, you're the face of the team, you're the face of the university. What, what type of growth not only, you know, when it comes to his skill set, but his leadership, what type of growth have you seen from Jackson this offseason? Well, I think the most important growth happened during our season. You know, he had the humility and the wherewithal, uh, the intuition. And I have this amazing opportunity to uh, be mentored and learn from one of the best collegiate quarterbacks in college football in the history of the game. You know, that's what the stats show with Dylan Gabriel. Yeah, you know, whether it's his processes and how he attacked the out of season or how he led from the sideline or his decision making on game day, executing, uh, you know, some of the basics. He had a willingness to learn and grow and get better as opposed to, uh, you know, be a sleepy freshman and, you know, not expect to get in the game. And, uh, you know, it's not his time. You know, Jackson's built different. He's wired differently and he had the humility to 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 learn from from other people and uh but but since the end of the uh you know our last game uh, again having a great self-awareness that jackson does hey man these are things i immediately he took ownership uh in the things that he he could have done better and i think that's part of it and as you you know you you uh, failures that fertilizer that we all we don't like it sometimes it smells funky and all that. And, but the fertilizer that failure gives you, you know, is how you get where you want to go. And he's willing to spread it everywhere. And, but his leadership, you know, Hey, he's the guy, everything starts with him. He sets the thermostat and every environment that he goes into, whether that's, you know, showing up to competitions over there at the, you know, indoor facility or the weight room or the walkthroughs, the, you know, the segment meetings, everything goes through Jackson Arnold, uh, certainly when it comes to the offense and the quarterback room. And but even as a team, you know, you're at the University of Oklahoma, there's a level of expectation from a leadership and the toughness and being the example that that position requires. And uh, so it's not for the faint of heart. 
And uh, but at the same time, he just needs to be him. You know, it's not going to be him. Uh, you know, he's got his own silo over here and it's all on him because it's not. And uh, we got a, a great foundation of, of other leaders around him, too, that are going to support him and help him become a great player and a great leader. And uh, but he's in, in line with those those guys. And uh, so just seeing the confidence uh, more outward in his leadership. Uh, sometimes, you know, again, when you have uh, he, he, he took his place, um, you know, on the roster last year. And uh, just he knew that this is an opportunity to learn and he didn't know what he didn't know. And so he had that humility and awareness about where what he needed to do to get better. And, and now he's just attacked, attacked it with you know, just a relentless mindset uh, every single day. He, he's going to he's he'd been wide open and, uh, you know, and very intentional about everything that he's been doing. So I'm excited. You know, again, we haven't taken any you know snaps out there together uh, for you know, team 130 and the team where he's, he's the, he's the guy, uh, you know, for a full spring and wherever we start next in the spring, my expectations will be better by the end of the spring. And then there'll be another opportunity through what you can do with the guys in the summertime. Now that we'll install again over the course of the summer prior to fall camp, and there'll be another big jump. And then, and then the same thing in fall camp, you know, a season of its own, and uh, we'll have another opportunity to install the whole offense and, and take another big jump too. So uh, this is that next phase for us here in 11 days and uh, really, really excited about him and uh, and the other guys, you know, Mike Hawkins and Brendan Zerberg and, uh, you know, uh, you know Casey Thompson, that, that group of guys. I'm really excited about all those guys, you know, and the development that it's going to happen for them too. We'll get you back to the interview, but first... All you grill masters, listen up. Didier Ranch delivers premium quality beef that is 100% raised in Oklahoma right to your front door. Go to DidierRanch.com, D-I-D-I-E-R, Ranch.com to order one of their premium quality beef boxes and use promo code OKLAHOMA15 for 15% off your order. Filet, ribeye, New York strips, sirloin, steak burgers, they've got it all, and they ship anywhere in the continental U.S. and Oklahomans get their deliveries in just one to two days. The only thing better than having a lot of premium beef on the O and D line is having premium beef delivered right to your front door. Didier Ranch, tradition tastes better. And head to the garage for hand-smashed patties, butter-toasted buns, and some ice-cold beer. It's the perfect spot to watch any big game. And with all garage locations being open to 10 p.m. or later every night, it is the go-to late-night spot. Visit eatatthegarage.com to find a location near you and order online from the garage in your neighborhood. All right, back to the interview. A couple of things defensively I'm excited about. Like the, the backer spot, you know, Stutzman obviously coming back. Who's going to play opposite him? It feels like your depth there is, gosh, so far advanced than it was a year ago and two years ago. Like the cheetah spot too, you know, you kind of had the the Sam traditional Sam nickel thing working a little bit last year there. So those guys, and then PJ, I he is he's the freak, right? You can just see it out there. Like, what has his development been like through the off season? Yeah, no, another uh, again, really good question. Um, and I look at that cheetah, same thing. It was kind of like corner for us. We we had a hard time staying healthy there, particularly early in the first part of your season. Uh, we lost both Justin Harrington and um, Desan McCullough in the first game, and and then we went through. Then we had to we we used 
uh, Peyton Bowen, who's learning how to play safety. We use Reggie Pearson, who's trying to learn our system and play safety in, in that position. And then we're trying to, you know, my, my whole thing at corner was I didn't feel great with our experience, but you had a junior college guy and Kimball Dolby. I knew his best position was closer to the ball inside, but I didn't feel that we had any established presence outside. And so I wanted him having a, a chance to make us better out there. And because he knew, knows how to work and he's going to bring out the best in those young freshmen uh, that we had out there. So that was my thinking there. And then, and then, you know, some part of early in the season, we got to kind of bring him in because we were stagnating. You know, we were kind of like this with, again, uh, Peyton and Reggie and and then getting Kendall in there and trying to find, all right, what makes us best here? And uh, and none of it's easy. And, and the biggest thing is they're all first-year players for us. And, uh, and and so that that we were a little inconsistent on on what we wanted out of that position early at times high end really really good and then at other times not being detailed and this game requires uh, details and the little things you got to have right whether you, where your alignments are how you bluff in disguise uh, your footwork your eyes your hands your blitz angles, uh, you know, how you defend in the run, how you handle emotions. I mean, there's a lot uh, that's there that we had to, you know, have some real baptism going on at lots of spots. You had a lot of first-year players, but I love the group of backers. You know a lot more about the backers uh, at this time than we did a year ago. And uh, we had Connor Neer coming in last year, and then you had several guys that were, again, first-year players. We don't have that. Uh, Desan McCullough had a he had a, a knee scope on just a, a meniscus thing that we had shaved up. So he's, he hasn't been able to go, been able to go in our, in our winter condition. He's been over on the side uh, with a handful of other guys. Um, obviously Justin Harrington, we're hopeful that we'll get the final word back, but we expect him to, uh, to get that extra year of eligibility and he'll play both cheetah and that safety uh, as well. But getting those guys, you know, we won't have the, either one of them uh, in the course of the spring or uh, Desan will be, but uh, not uh, Justin. And um, but uh, feel really good. You know, again, uh, Danny, Kip Lewis, uh, Jaron, Kobe, uh, you know, Phil Pachotti's coming off a, an ACL. He's still rehabbing. We might get him a little bit in the uh, in the spring, Sammy Omasigo was just a freshman last year. We're, you know, he's very athletic and he's big and long, but we're going to play him more. Uh, we're going to teach him how to play inside as well. Uh, you know, he's a four or five guy, super athletic, and feel like he can really bring a lot, you know, to the table. I love where Lewis Carter is. He's a, he's an absolute stud and um, he can play for us. Really good special teams player last year. And uh, but man, he's fast and explosive, violent, great blitzer, really good in coverage. Uh, Taylor Heim, every scrimmage we had, we had a uh, future freaks would scrimmage every Thursday, and Taylor made play after play after play all uh, you know, all season long. And he's a six four and a half, six five, two hundred ten pound, two hundred fifteen pound, four five guy. He he ran four five. Uh, he short shuttled. Four three for a long guy. That's really good. So he's got tremendous uh, uh, change of direction, and really like where again he's at. And um, James Nest is here, and he's playing baseball uh, for the baseball team, and uh, he's having the time of his life. But he's a he's a six three and a half, six four. He looks just like St he's a bigger Stutzman than Stutzman was as a freshman. 
And uh, but James, he's gained great weights, 220 pounds, uh, runs really good and just long as all get out. And uh, he's playing mostly uh, Cheetah, a little bit of Will, uh, linebacker as well. And we got Shane Witter, uh, that's really explosive uh, and athletic um, as well. But got a great group of moving guys around, playing them at multiple positions. A year ago, we didn't feel like we could really do that. We felt like that would stunt their growth. And, um, you know, we played a little inconsistent in the back half of the season there, uh, both because Danny getting hurt and uh, we just got to get, we got to get, get better uh, at that position, you know, fundamentally, uh, consistency wise, taking on blocks, tackling angles to the ball uh, or force angles as we track the ball, you know, I think will improve because you're getting more knowledge, more experience, more trust in who's where. That's a big part of of playing defense. And certainly in the back seven is you become a really good, you know, tackling defense, you know, Part of that's because of the knowledge about where my help always is. And I'm taking great angles and I know when I can take my shot. And when I I know I'm all by myself or my help's inside. So I got to stay on the outside shoulder. That's big stuff that sometimes we make it look really easy. And at times last year, we made tremendous improvement from where we were year one. And then some other times, uh, not so not so good. And uh, so got to get better at making the layups, doing little things uh, well. But uh, really excited about, you know, the growth and development there. You know, we got, we, we took one guy in the, in the transfer portal, Caden Woolard, that, uh, he's had a hammy here the last several weeks. Hopefully he'll be healthy and ready to go for spring ball, but feel like he'll bring, um, another big, long, productive bodies, 265 pounds and six, five. And, uh, you know, between him and Ethan Downs, Ethan Downs has just crushed it. PJ has crushed it. That group, has just been outstanding. Um, really excited about, you know, the young guys that are uh, returning, uh, some of the veteran presence that we uh, have there. And Trace Ford had some off-season off surgeries to get uh, healthy for the first time. And this is his real first out-of-season that he's had in several years uh, because of injury. And, I uh, mean, he's he's really taking advantage, uh, you know, of, of this time. And R. Mason Thomas, you know, he was – banged up the first half of the year it was not himself he had two high ankle sprains and uh you know he's 255 pounds he's he's looked fabulous really explosive so between ethan and r mason pj you know hopefully by the season we'll get pj to about 265 pounds and you know mm -hmm. he's he's over 250 now 255 and and he's learning how to play fast and again just a true freshman last year true freshman gonna do two freshman things and, uh, you know, not put your eyes in the right place, trying to make plays. And when we in, – in our like our Kansas ball, we didn't play worth a, a flip, uh, in particularly our front seven and really as a defense in the first half in particular. But guys trying to make plays, you know, beat 7-0, and uh, feeling themselves a little bit and having, uh, you know, pretty good success. We had a play or two in the, in the UCF game that we left a lot to be desired. Uh, but overall, pretty good body of work through the first seven games. And then we had guys starting to try to make plays and uh, seen it, been a part of it. And, uh, you know, and I, and I bring that up because again, we need to make the plays that are there, you know, when and do your job, do your job only. And uh, when your space dominate your space and getting guys to play with the discipline that it takes to, to do that. Uh, you know, excited about, you know, where we're at from that standpoint, but Danny Okoye uh, and, uh, uh, Nigel Smith, they both of them working at defensive end. They've been they've been really impressive. 
Now they're not, they, they don't fear anything. Um, they got great respect uh, for their teammates, great respect for being in the back of the line. Uh, but man, these guys are workers. And that's, I'd say all these mid years, they know how to work and uh, got 22, uh, 22 mid years, a uh, freshman. And man, that I just, man, I'm just pumped about what I've seen. Just the, the fearlessness uh, with the humility, that, that, that blend. And I, I really, I, I ain't got one complaint with any of them and I haven't had to bring someone back down to earth, man, these guys, you got to pull them back. And I love that. This is a hungry, driven, ambitious group of guys. Uh, great, great focus to them. They're not getting distracted so far. And we're just, whatever we are, seven weeks into the semester, you know, this is a college campus. It's getting ready to get warm outside. Like it's been here lately. And, and uh, all the things that can, you know, distractions of the enemy of greatness. Right. And uh, the freshmen that transition quickly, they don't get distracted. They're so busy, you know, with keeping their head down and going to work and staying on schedule and attacking the classroom, attacking the weight room, you know, attacking their friendships, you know, jumping in, you know, uh, with both feet in with sole mission, whether it's the service trips or, you know, we have, you know, 35 uh, Fortune 500 companies on campus right now interviewing our players for for May internships and whatever it is, I mean, we're, we're jumping in with both feet. And that's what this group of guys uh, has, has done, which just gets me excited, man. I'm just really pumped with what I've seen. We've intentionally put them in competitive one-on-one situations to see, um, do it twofold. One, you want to, you want to have some guys have an opportunity to get humbled a little bit, to have good self-awareness. Like you gotta, you gotta get your butt whooped every once in a while to say, all right, here's, here's what my weaknesses are. Here's, here's where I'm good. Here's where I need to go. And um, so, you know, that's part of our job as a staff is, is creating this opportunity to bring out the best in them and correct the worst in them and, but bring out the best in them and, and then I want to, I want their teammates to watch these guys fiercely go compete because that's how the teammates can earn their respect to watch our guys go grind. And that's what I told all of them, man, your teammates going to respect you. You get your butt in here you put your head down and you go to work. You know, this program has been built on, on, on blue collar mindset. Dudes that are about that work. You know, harder it gets, the better we get. And, and, and uh, so they're going to be checking you to see if you're about that, if you're going to be about it as opposed to talk about it. You know, because of recruiting, you know, a lot of times they did a lot of talking, you know, and a lot of uh, social media and a lot of stars and rankings and all that stuff. And, and none of that stuff matters. NIL don't matter. None of that stuff matters. When you cross that line, you go you go into that damn uh, indoor facility, the negotiating time's over. And uh, it's about earning it and the work and developing and the strain, the failure, uh, pushing you uh, to, to limits that you – uh, didn't know you had. And, uh, and then again, that's how you, you, you develop your, your football team and the foundation of what team 130 is going to be about. And this, this group of freshmen, Jaden Jackson, David Stone, uh, Wyatt Gilmore, he had an ankle surgery uh, late in his high school season. So he's been, he's been out, but man, he's getting, he's, he's crushing it and, and all the things that he can do. But, uh, man, Jaden and David, man, they've been outstanding and uh, really pleased with the work that they've put in and the strain uh, David had a, uh, for example, I just, you know, lots of little things. And we had several guys that, uh, I think Danny, uh, Jaden, Michael Boganowski, these are all guys that weren't supposed to go through yesterday's mat drills. Uh, somebody gave him a hall pass to, well, you got a hip, hip flexor strain. You got a hammy, well, you got a foot. And they were all of them, um, 
and we were willing to hold them out. And they didn't, they said, no, I'm going I'm to go anyway. And, uh, and I love that, you know, that's what you want. You're going to have that, that motivational, you know, to find a way, figure it out. You know, the, the best ability is availability. Uh, your butt ain't going to get on that field if, if you ain't practicing and uh, hard to, you know, establish yourself. And these are, are guys that, man, they ain't flinched. And, but they've, the, I'm equally proud of the older guys that have embraced them and helped them and served them and uh, kind of helped bridge that gap and get their arm around them and bring out the best in them instead of baptizing them. You know, that the baptism happens naturally, you know, on its own. But Jaden Hardy, Michael Boganowski, Reggie Powers, I mean, they're like, they're like that. Uh, love to compete. They're all talented and skilled in all their uh, their own ways. But these are guys that are mature beyond their years. And I would say as a class, this is a group of guys that are mature beyond their years and uh, really fired up uh, leadership from, you know, DJ Terry uh, has been outstanding. You know, Jacob Lacey, he's one of our best leaders we got. Fortunately, uh, you know, he's going to probably have to retire from football with a blood clot. So that's a devastating blow for Ross really counting on not only his leadership, but man, he's a really good player. He does all the little things right. He's in the gap, doesn't get knocked off the ball, all of his movements, man. Uh, you know, we were one of the – we had the, one of the best Havoc ratings in all of college football last year. We led the nation, uh, you know, with with um, uh, plays that we gave up either tackle for loss or, or the, the net game was zero. We were number one in the nation for plays that were either tackle for loss or net plays at zero. He was a big part of that along with our other guys up front. Uh, but he could do all those little things fundamentally and consistently that you got to do to win up front. And so, uh, you know, that was a, that was a blow, but man, we've had great leadership from all those guys. Uh, they're returning the experienced guys. Uh, again, Woody Washington, Kendall Doby, Kanai Walker. Uh, you know, I'm really excited about, uh, you know, uh, Robert Spears Jennings and, you know, what he brings to the table. Uh, you know, Peyton Bowen, a, a veteran Peyton Bowen, you know, as well. Uh, really excited about those guys. But Robert Spears had a great finish to the season. And, man, he's been unbelievable. He's big. He's long. He's playing fast. He's confident. Just uh, doing everything right. And we got a great group of guys doing things right on and off the field. It would be fun to see Eric McCarty. You know, he was hurt with ACL. He tore his ACL in his state championship game. And then he had a hamstring that uh, – really hurt him as far as you know the rehab for the ACL and whatnot but we're going we're going to see him out there for the first time running around and making plays and then uh Eli Bowen has been fantastic uh, as well and he's he's got a pro mentality for a young kid man he's he's about his business and he's whether it's recovery or it's nutrition or it's academics or once you get out there man he's fast his transitional movement is exceptional uh, really, really um, ha has a chance to be really dang good. And some of the young guys, you know, on the offensive line, uh, again, that we've got four of them here, you know, uh, Daniel Akanume, he's been, he's been really good. His knowledge base is excellent. His work ethic is great. He has a little hammy that has kind of held him back a little bit. But Josh Sosa, Eugene Brooks, Isaiah Autry, they're all babies. In what role they play, we'll see. And, um, but, man, they've been fearless and they've been working and that's been uh, fun to watch. Xavier Robinson really has exceeded my expectations. He's worked hard on his body. He's been fluid. 
oh, man, he is fundamentally sound. He's got a different mindset and shied away from nothing. And, uh, you know, he's he's got a just a great disposition to him. Zion Kearney, I, Ivan Carrion, man, they've just been studs, you know, in a, in a deep group. Man, these guys have come to work and compete, really excited about uh, where they're at. And the same thing, again, I know I mentioned Brendan and Mike Hawkins, uh, what they've done, you know, been just outstanding from a, a work ethic and just attacking, having an attacking mindset. Uh, been a lot of fun, you know, to watch that. We'll get you back to the interview, but first, attention business owners, you need Insurica in your life. Insurica is one of the country's largest insurance brokers with 30 offices throughout Oklahoma, Texas, and the Southwest. Insurica is able to customize programs by accessing the latest information from many insurance carriers. They compare and contrast coverage offerings and pricing in order to design a cost-effective, comprehensive program to meet your business's specific needs. If your business partners with Insurica, you'll save huge amounts of money and take back control of your total cost of risk. If your business wants to be best in class, connect with Insurica at Insurica.com. That's I-N-S-U-R-I-C-A.com. And head to opolisclothing.com for our podcast merchandise and the best OU gear out there. That's O-P-O-L-I-S clothing.com. Use promo code TED for 10% off. T-E-D for 10% off. That's opolisclothing.com. Use promo code TED for 10% off. Buttery soft and 10% off. All right. Back to the interview. That development and that, that progress. The, this is the last one we got for you, Coach. You are, you talk about it a lot, right? Kind of eliminating distractions, the outside noise. But when you see things like your guys over under wind total being set for seven and a half, and you see things like you guys having the best, what I think it's the ninth best odds to win the SEC this season. Is that stuff that you care about? Is that stuff that you bring up with the team? Is that stuff that you kind of file away or do you just ignore it? Um, I, I think, I think I would be um, lying if I said that, yeah, uh, that doesn't eat at you uh, to some degree that you're not aware of that. And certainly that's a challenge to all of us. Not, not many people outside the state of Oklahoma feel, feel um, that high on the, on the Sooners. And so, you know, that's whether they think that they annoy you as a national champion, uh, you know, before you ever get to the season, that happens sometimes too. Or they say you're not going to be worth worth a dang. And uh wasn't many people saying much about us, you know, after going six and seven either. And um, but we kept our head down and we we got better. We we had a much better product uh out there because we 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 worked, you know, we we knew there was uh, you know, a lot of work that we had to do to get better. And and uh, so hey, that is what it is. It's a challenge uh for us and uh, this is Oklahoma. You know, we have an expectation to compete for championships every single year. Uh, regardless, nobody wants to hear uh, excuses or care about uh, rosters and all that kind of stuff. And that stuff matters. And, uh, and everybody's playing by the same rules. And so I like that. You know, I like building things. I like uh, I like challenge. And um, I've been an underdog my whole life. And uh, and looks like the, the Sooners this year are going to the SEC or underdog. So, uh, you know, that's – Again, not I'm not making up a narrative. It is what it is, but none of that stuff has to do with anything with 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 winning and losing. You know, it's the work that we put in, uh, our mindset, our consistency, the leadership that's developed. You know, we've got a lot to do as a coaching staff from a scheme and 
you know, uh, developing our team, taking, getting the best out of our players, getting them on the bus is, is the first step. Now getting them on the right seat and then getting the guys that are on the bus and maybe need to get the hell off the bus too. That that's part of it too. I don't, I feel like there's less and less and less of that. Uh, I feel, I, I love our, our locker room right now and uh, getting the coaches on the same page, you know, speaking of just transitioning every year, you know, there's a battle always going that behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know. And I'm thankful for the the coaches that are returning, you know, uh, you know, whether it's Bill Biedenboe, he's offered several jobs again, you know, in the SEC, Alabama, uh, you know, or Todd Bates uh, offered SEC job, uh, DeMarco Murray, SEC uh, job in the NFL. And, uh, and these guys are, I mean, they're all in and uh, they didn't flinch. Uh, they want to be here at Oklahoma. And uh, these are places that offered them even better opportunities uh, from a financial standpoint, but they didn't chase the bag. Uh, you know, they, they chase, um, you know, something that has longevity and uh, they believe in these, these, these players and they believe in this university and they love this uh, university community and uh, believe in the staff. So I, I, I don't, I don't take that, you know, for granted in any way. And we have an opportunity to transition our roster uh, or our coaching uh, uh, staff, rather, and uh, get better um, through change. We've had a, a lot of success here um, from a, a recruiting standpoint the first several years that we've been here. And, uh, and we lost some some great people, great talent uh, to bigger and better things for them. That's part of the profession. And uh, now you're ready to, to get better through that transition. And that's that's what we've been preparing really for um, a little over a year now for this transition and this reorganization as college football is slightly shifted and there'll be a little bit more of an NFL uh, model, but this ain't the NFL. I don't want the two to, it ain't all, oh, it's just going to NFL. It's going to the, a pro model. What does that mean? Because these, these guys in that locker room are 18 to 23, 24 years old. And the statistics are less than 3% of, of, Power five division one kids are going to have a chance to make an opening day roster. And these guys aren't developed in this locker room. All right. And we don't draft our guys. We got to recruit. And these are two and three year relationships that we develop with these players and their families as we got to go recruit. And we got 85 guys on scholarship, 125 guys on our roster, not 40, you know, 48 or 53 guys. And, and there's only 32 teams in the NFL. And, and then there's contracts and there's uh, salary caps and all these things that we don't have uh, that the NFL does have. And uh, my responsibility and my vision and my philosophy on how I want to run this program is about holistic development, transformational development, mind, body, and spirit. These are not grown men. These are babies. And many of them show up here and they're not shaven. They, they're, they, they, they haven't had a long-term relationship. Uh, they, they don't have their driver's license. You know, they don't have a passport. They've never been out of the country and you know, they've never done an internship. You know, they've never done a service trip. Uh, you know, they have a lot of doubt and insecurities. And, uh, and and so this ain't like the NFL in most ways, but in some ways and maybe your scouting departments and, uh, and, you know, it is, I do believe at some point in time in the near future, there'll be contracts and it will be to a certain degree pay for play, if you will. Uh, some sort and um, you'll need to there'll be a little more equity uh, which is good you know and I'm all for coaches being able to leave I'm all for players being able to leave but I'm also for contracts <laughs> that's a real thing you know when you know there's 
you know, that's just sensible. And, and so uh, that we don't have that right now. And so that makes everything a little bit more challenging, but everybody has the same problem. I'm not, uh, I like the challenge of all of it. And, you know, I like developing the relationships. I want these guys to stay for the long haul. I, I, when it's time for them to leave, they got their degree in hand. They've had this amazing experience. I want them to be sad, man. I want I want this to, to have been such an amazing, life-changing experience for them that they're sad to leave. It's over. I want them to have confidence and be empowered and prepared for what's next, like have clear vision for what they're getting ready to go do. Play the game a little longer, and then I'm ready to attack life. I, I know exactly what I want to do. I got my network set up. You know, I've met my wife, you know, I'm, I'm ready for life, but man, I'm sad. It's time to leave because this has been a, a place that has changed my life. That's what, that's what the vision is to me. That's what college has meant to me. I want the same things from my, every single one of my players that I got out of a locker room and, and the transfer portal has, has caused a lot of chaos and people have lost their vision. They can't see the trees through the forest and, and, and you're, um, the Antichrist, um, if if I say something like, I don't like the transfer portal, they, nobody, 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 nobody listens to what you say after you say that. And um, and I want guys to to learn the value of sticking through something, building something, fighting for something. You know, the things that you value the most in life are always hardest to get, not easiest to get. And we've, you know, without without a contract, all right, let's pay them. I love it. I think that's great. And as I've said before, I've paid back student loans till I was 37 years old because my mom couldn't send me no money. There was no uh, cost of attendance. There was no Austin money. There was no uh, red card. You know, you know, we didn't have NIL and I'm not complaining. I, my NIL was student loans and I wouldn't change it in any way. I bought my first car. I paid for my insurance. You know, I could have some you know, money to spend whether I want to buy clothes or go on a date or hang out with my buddies. I didn't have to borrow a car. You know, I could go to home. I could take my mom out to dinner. I could pay for it, took her to Chili's. And I thought, man, I'm growing up. It was a very empowering time for me. And so in all the right ways, you know, we're using this as an opportunity to educate and to empower our players and to um, to help them navigate a pretty chaotic environment and to navigate it the right way in a, in a fruitful, um, long-term mindset. And... Uh, but not to lose sight of the real return on investment is graduation, manhood, equipping you with with tools to help you be amazing. Whether you're a husband, a father, a CEO, an NFL veteran, whatever it is, man, you 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 show uh, the uncommon traits that you developed through that locker room, and um, and that's what it's all about to me. And I couldn't be more excited about what's in front of us, the future of Oklahoma, the leadership, President Harris, Joe Castiglione. I mean. Those are like, those are, are dudes, you know, guys that stand on their own two feet. Um, they've, they've, they've been uncommon. Joe Castiglione, uh, there's not another career uh, of an athletic director in, in college football uh, that any one of us can say, oh, man, that parallels. You know, Joe has, has been, you know, a pioneer in every, every way, shape, and form. And, you know, our, our athletic teams on this campus are a great reflection of, of that. But uh, he gets it too. We all have a shared vision, you know, from a development standpoint where we don't want to lose our way. We're not going to lose who we are uh, through a very transactional time. And we're going to be more relational and connected than ever. Coach, that was awesome. We always appreciate the time. Spring ball gets going March 11th. 
I'm sure we'll see you out there at a couple practices, watch the guys come work a little bit. I'm fired up, man. You got me fired up for spring ball. No doubt. Hey, I'm going to personally invite you and Teddy, all right, because you're former teammates and players. We all share the locker room. Uh, come on out and watch our guys here um, with our uh, our mat drills here before we get finished up. Ooh. Uh, you Does that mean I have to wake up now. at like 5 Bobby, in the morning? If you want to get your workout in ahead of time, you need to wake up about 4 and uh, get your workout in. So you show up there and you're already lathered up. You know, that's the challenge. That's what I like. I like I challenge myself just like – man, I'm going to be a doer. You know, I'm going to show up there, man. And everything that I do in that hour and a half that we're in there is all extra, you know? And um, so. Uh, but I'm going to jump in the drill. Let's go. Well, good luck. I'm hey, I'm going to bring my camera, <laughs> my popcorn. <laughs> that shoulder, that shoulder ain't ready, Ted. You've been telling oh. me it's a little, uh, little squeaky. Hey, yeah. the, the coaches don't know yet, but I'm getting ready to throw their butts in there. Uh, they're getting ready to get called out in a minute. Oh, so yeah. They better bring their cleats. And if you want to come, bring your cleats. Okay. <laughs> Strong stuff. pass from me. Strong <laughs> pass. Coach, I, hey, I appreciate it, man. That was fantastic. Th thanks for the time. You're the best. You bet, man. Appreciate you all, man. He's the man. He's the best. What? He covered a lot of ground per usual for him. <laughs> right. What what really stood out to you? Well, I I think maybe maybe it's the newcomers, um, early enrollees and the transfer portal guys. It it sounds like he's he's really excited about the freshmen. I uh, doesn't have a complaint about them. Ultra competitive, high level group of guys, both uh, you know, ability, physical ability and like their demeanor showing up ready to work. And sounds like there's some portal guys, offensive line, defense, you know, Burks at the wide receiver spot, you know, tight end. Like he feels like there's going to be some guys that can really help us and uh, make a big impact. I think my, my biggest takeaway from hearing him talk about the team is just, he seems really pleased with the level of work that they're putting in. Yeah. Right, he knows what it looks like. I mean, what this time at Oklahoma before he was the head coach and the type of teams that you guys had, Ted, and, and then what he did at Clemson, like he knows what it looks like. So yeah. the fact that he's as pleased as he is uh, with the buy-in, the level of work, like what they're accomplishing throughout winter workouts, that I, I, I'm excited to hear that, man. Yeah, and, you know, I think the most important thing is it's not the same starting line as they had last year or the year before. When you look at the experience level of a lot of those guys that are coming back and kind of where they are as an overall team, whenever you hear him going through a lot of the statistics, both offensively and defensively of where they ended last year, uh, you know, people have their feeling one way or another about where the football team is, but you know, that kind of gives you a, a pretty good perspective of where they were and, not you don't exactly start where you finished, but I think that they're, you know, just a far more advanced program right now than they have been. Yep, almost spring ball time. Do, do you no. think he actually expects us to show up to mat drills? Yeah, they start at like six. I know the stadium. And the The stadium's like thirty minutes from my house. I haven't been up that early since college. And he said, if you want to get a workout in, like he does, you need to get there at 4 a.m. So <laughs> I don't know if that was an Strong. invite, too. <laughs> Strong pass. 
Kong hard pass. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. We'll see. All right. A couple birthday shout outs before we get out of here. Happy eighth birthday to Maddie Laddick. And happy upcoming 52nd birthday to Barbara Debish. I think you nailed that. Debish? Debish? Debish. Barbara Debish. I don't know. Happy birthday, Barbara. <laughs> On that note, episode 400 in the books. We'll have a new podcast that'll drop on Sunday. Just a reminder, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Tell all your friends about us, people. Hope you all have a great rest of your week. Have an awesome weekend. And until next time, we appreciate you all for listening. Do what you always do, Oklahoma. Take care of you. Just one more time